When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Evan, he's down there someplace, Harry. He's down there hey, someplace. Hey, Like, you hey, got to love hey. that kind of confidence. <laughs> I'm going to just throw this thing up because I know Harry's there, and he'll get it. And that, <laughs> that's when you know you got something special. But I'll tell you what, we've got – we'll talk more about – that, that connection, Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase. We'll talk about the Cowboys and the loss and what that means. And, and you know, earlier in the show, we had an NFL expert tell us that, that there's a lot of things to not trust about the Cowboys and what you saw in that game yesterday. So we'll discuss that in a minute. But we asked for your calls. 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. And we're going to get to them right now. By the way, it's Alan Hahn, Harry Douglas. It's Keyshawn J. Willemax, presented by Progressive Insurance. And all guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. So we've been talking about this for a bit here. We want to go back to it. Giants coach Joe Judge. He starts discussing. We only played just a snippet of it early in the show, but I feel like you need to get the, the, the gist of this entire 11-minute, and we did have to censor it a little bit, rant that he went on when asked simply, why should fans have faith in you? You know, we talk inside a lot, okay? And I don't ever ask for patience from anybody. Let's get that clear right now. All right? And the fans have every right to have an opinion. That's why our fans, they have every right out of that. You buy a ticket to come in the stadium, you have every right to boo me going out the stadium. That's the way it is. That's what we sign up for, right? And it's New York. It's supposed to be a tough place to be. Certain cities in this country, they don't even know if their team's playing today. All right, so you sign up for a job in a city like New York, you expect to have this. I never shy away from that. I ain't worried about that at all. But we talk internally, you look at a lot of things moving in the right direction, and you know the targets of what you have to improve going forward. The important thing is when you know the direct targets of what you have to improve, and no, I'm not going to go individually into these today. All right, but when you know the direct targets of exactly what you've got to hit, all right, and you look at what you've got to make in a short term to go ahead and make a quick turnaround to build on the things that you've done this well. This just right? goes on, Harry. This, this, well, he's, he goes on and on. All right, while, while he's talking, though, and he's still talking, by the way, let, let's get to the calls here. All right, let, let's begin with, with uh, was it Yaakov in New York? Yeah, I'm wondering, what do you, do you think the Giants are going to draft this year? Um, you're wondering what the Giants are, are going to what? Draft. I, I still didn't hear. I'm sorry. Dra- oh, who they're who who they're going to draft? Well, they how are they going to have two top ten picks? What do they need? Everything. I, they need a, they, <laughs> I mean, oh, they got weapons on offense, right? But what they need, I would argue, and it's not in this draft. They need a quarterback. Mm-hmm. They need offensive linemen. No, oh, I mean yes. they've been trying to do that forever. So I mean, there's a lot of needs here. Maybe they need a head coach. Speaking of which, is is Judge still talking? No, no, we cut him off. We cut him off. Oh, there he is. And they go out and they practice with good energy, still good going. enthusiasm. You know, and you know you're in the yeah. right position right there. Okay, you know you got that Se- aspect. Selling the right. dream. We did not stop I him. I talked to the players way. all the time. We guys. took a call. He... I talked to him very openly, and transparently. 
Mm. All right, we don't even have captains meetings anymore because you know the majority of our captains are no longer playing. No captains meetings because you know none so of our captains are playing meeting. anymore because we All don't right. have any. Oh, okay. I look at the guys the other day. Uh, the All right, Joe, Joe's going to continue to talk. We're going to get back to the call. Eight 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 ESPN. Eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. Mike is in Albany. Go ahead, Mike. Guys, thanks for taking my call. Um, look, I could go on for thirty minutes about this. You know, getting back to the Joe Judge aspect, Rex Ryan really hit it, hit the nail on the head. You know. I'm a diehard Giants fan. For better or for worse, they control my happiness. It's been for worse the last couple of years. You know, when I heard that opening press conference from Joe Judge about, you know, we're going to do this and that, you know, you're going to be a proud New York fan. We're not going to put square pegs into round holes. It was all preach. You know, the product that I saw on the field yesterday and, frankly, the last couple of weeks in this whole season has just been an embarrassment. And it's and it's in so many different levels. So you fire Jason Garrett. You know, you scapegoat him as the offensive coordinator. Your special teams is god-awful, one of the worst in the league. And that's where, Joe Judge, you are supposed to be this prodigy coming from Bill Belichick. Where the Giants truly messed up, in my opinion, is when they fired Pat Shermer, kept Dave Gettleman, and now they're going to fire Dave Gettleman and keep Joe Judge. This is the New York Giants we're talking about, one of the more prestigious franchises in all of sports. And that has turned into an embarrassment mostly because of John Mara now. It starts at the top. We have to be real, and fingers need to start being pointed at John Mara. They need to bring someone in from the outside and just have someone evaluate this entire football operation because the product that we are seeing on the field, frankly, is an embarrassment to the New York Giants fan base. And I tell you guys right now, if the day comes in a couple months and if they hire Kevin Abrams from inside the organization, I would really like to be back on because I'm going to have to voice a lot of opinions. You're going to have to have a censor on for me because I'm going to go on longer than Joe Judge. But uh, thanks for taking one my call. more week this no, year got, to be this team. He's, yeah, he's still they going. Know, one more week Harry, this he's year still to be going. this team. My and they goodness. expect me to show up. They're going to get every ounce of football I got me this next week. You got that? Like, they're going to get everything out of me. But this I expect is, this is insane. Result. I just told them a second ago. That's what I expect. The expectation here is I expect every ounce of football you got. You know what, Alan? Let's take I mean, another call. All. Let's see if he's still talking. Harry, we, we, Harry, we should right because it's like he's going to get everything out of me. I, I mean, you're supposed to do that. I'm going to give it all I got. Yeah, I expect that. All right. Again, back to the calls we go. on Dr. Pepper call online, 888-729-3776 if you want to be part of this and see if we can get as many calls as we can while he's still talking. Dylan in New Jersey. Go, Dylan. What's, what's going on, guys? Yeah, as a diehard Giants fan for the last – 20 years, um, I'm not behind Joe Judge. I think, uh, you know, like the last caller as well, the day he gave his initial press conference and like Rex Ryan said, he sounded great. His philosophy, his vision, the kind of team he wanted to be, it all sounded great in his press conference, but the product on the field has not lived and matched what he wanted them to be. But I will also add this in that Joe Judge is not a bad guy, and I actually feel sorry for him in some way. Uh, this is not you know, the, the uh, result of all his mess and his doing, this is the result of a poorly run franchise at the top from John Mara all the way down with Dave Gettleman. And uh, like the last caller said, the Giants are poorly run, mismanaged, and if they don't do a total sweep and really take a good look in the mirror, this is not going away and this is not going to be fixed. They need a complete organizational restructure from the top down, and it starts with John Mara and Steve Tisch. That came Harry, short and lost games down the street. <laughs> Much more talent. He's still right. talking, huh? No, no, honestly, guys, we're, we're not like looping really this. Like he's still in my mind, in my talking. DNA that. This is showing you. This is not a replay. This is not a replay now. It's so much more. This is the same interview, just for, for no everyone listening. This is not a replay. Like you do this no when you are like it's it's in your head, right? So 
if you know in your the head we're going through right now and you're just mm-hmm. like telling you're you're you spilling your soul right to now, people like you mean you got to know what we're right. going through and here and i agree with the last call right i don't blame it all on judge i feel like he's never been a head coach at any level of his life and now you hand this to him and you just say go ahead be great and it's there's so many fires put out so much from the handle and it's new york on top of it they set him up to fail, Harry. They set him up to fail. Let's see how many more calls we can get while he's still talking. Colm is in the Bronx. Go ahead, Colm. Hollywood, Han, Harry, how we doing? How we doing? Good, good. I got to get in. All right. So this giant situation is just atrocious. I mean, I've seen enough NFL in my lifetime. I've seen plenty of coaches with, with injuries and so little talent put a better product on this on a field. It's it's not all Joe Judge's fault, but a lot of it is is the fact that Joe Judge doesn't have anything. He doesn't he doesn't coach a defense. He has no he has no control over an offense because he doesn't control an offense. The Giants are already going to have to get a new offensive coordinator and com- completely revamp an entire offense if they're going to keep they're going to keep Daniel Jones or get somebody new. They're already changing everything. So what's the point of keeping him? It's it makes no sense to keep him. He doesn't do anything for this team. And I'm, I can't even understand why they're keeping these guys. And I don't understand why they're keeping um, Dave Gettleman even to the end of the year. It made no sense to to fire Jerry Reese part of the way. He had two Super Bowls and he was well-respected and they fired him part of the way through the season for no reason. At least you could actually interview people early right now. So why not get rid of Dave Gettleman and get rid of Joe Judge right now? So you can start moving forward. It, well, I'll, ta- well, I'll, I'll say this. Every fan has a right to boo my he's ass out of looking, stadium. I mean, Harry, he's oh. still got that? legit stuff. That don't bother me. I don't, want it. I don't think anyone's boo. Booing keep booing boo. me. I don't want to boo you. That's all right. <laughs> I don't want to. It's all right. They have that. Boo. Why don't they give me permission to boo about? you? Playoffs? You kidding I, I, me? Playoffs? <laughs> ask what you're asking. 100%. Okay? 100%. Harry, what like this franchise, man? Like, like it's... It six used to be exactly the gold standard. I mean, watch episode four, right? Which one is it? Episode four of, of Men in the Arena. And, and you see Brady talking about the first time he faced the Giants mm-hmm. and, and the Super Bowl. And they had that perfect season. The Giants ruined it. The whole Strahan thing was in there, too. Like, that that, that episode is so compelling. And it just shows you, you know, how the, the Giants in there, you know, at their best, you know, what they were and then what they've become – Right now, we got another call. Let's go to Mike in Pennsylvania. Go ahead, Mike. Hey guys, thanks for taking my call. Uh, I'm a very highly devoted Giants fan. My life does uh, happiness is with it, and the sadness comes with it as well. Uh, judge completely to blame? Not exactly. The main people to seriously blame in this situation, owners of course, but is the general manager and the scouts in the system. For instance, you we we paid Kenny Golly the highest paid receiver is only averaging 38 yards per game, 38 yards. So with with zero touchdowns, may I add, us Giants fans, and and, and we're all at fault, but for the past few years, every time it comes to a draft pick, every time it comes to free agency, we want the sexy pick. We want the wide receivers. We want the D-backs. We want the linebackers. Well, you know what? You don't win football games there. We have to start. We have two draft picks in the first uh, in top ten. They better be O line because if you don't start winning in the trenches, Daniel Jones. I don't think he's fully to blame either. Danny Dimes. I really don't. He's not no Danny Dimes no more. He's like more like Danny Go Hide somewhere right now. But still, we need a line. 
I know we have yeah, some we, players, some key positions. Oh my God! Is he still He's got to be almost done, right? Is All this right. the end? I know we have the right temperament. But I will but tell you this: I know we got the right culture in terms of teaching the players. Okay, which is why I don't come up here and try to assassinate some player. Let's see how we finish this. I think he's going to save my ass. Okay. Because behind closed doors, when we shut those doors, I can tell every player to a man, look him in the eye, exactly what the hell he screwed up on and exactly how it's got to get fixed. I can tell him to hold him as accountable as can be. Because I ain't going to sit up here like some other coward sitting behind the microphone and put his Don't players on blast. Shots fired. Okay? That's it. I sign up to be the head coach here. Whatever bull gets fired, better get fired for me. You got that? It's got to go through me to get to them. And that's the way it is. Oh. But that's look. That's the way it is. I'm not asking him to be patient. Still Trust me, guys. I'm not the most patient guy myself. I'm committed. I'm committed. All right? But I'm not the most patient guy myself. All right? What? But I'm proud of the way these guys continue to fight and the effort they play with, all right, and the way they grind it out, okay? But again, the toughest thing to turn over in a program, the toughest thing to change is how people think, okay? How they think. And we got guys right now that are wired the right way. Bing bong. And that's <laughs> so that remember, that was 11 minutes long to answer a question of why should fans believe in you? <laughs> and we got into a lot of stuff, including how some cowards are in front of the mic calling out their players. The Bears are who we thought they were. <laughs> that's why we took the damn field. Now, Harry, if you want to crown them, then crown them, <laughs> but they are who we thought they were. And we let, and him, we off let him off the hook. That's the classic. You know what, Joe? At least give me that and it's storm away, right? Facts. Right? You play to win the game. Like, give me that Hello. and storm off. Right? Give me that instead of 11 minutes because it's more impactful if you just take that question and say, you want to boo me? Boo me. But we're turning this thing around, and it's already happening. You're just too dumb to see it, and then walk away. You no, play you play to win would, the game. Yeah, the, the, like, the classic out Han would have been like for him to say that, and then say, "I'm out like four flats." <laughs> that would have been classic. Like, like something. Just say <laughs> that. Storm away. Like, give me that instead of just a rambling diatribe of. All the things that are happening. Now, again, I, I, I respect his passion and intensity. You could see how much he cares about this, right? It's yeah. eating at him that they are failing. It's eating at him that this is looking like what it looks like, obviously, to everybody around us, right? That's, that part, is you could tell, it's killing him. And that's where I, I kind of like, I feel for him because he does care. He's not completely lost. He's not like Jim Tom Sula sitting there just like, like just mumbling away. Like should have never gotten that job. Remember that with the Niners? The guys like, I mean, you know, like like letting it. I mean, just letting it fly at the, Five at the, and 11. At the podium. Got fired yeah. instantly. <laughs> like like it's like at least it's not that. But you know, it's not it's not Adam Gase looking all over the place, looking completely lost. Like it's not that. This is much different. This is you could just see how much he cares, but he has like it's just the the house is burning around him and, and he's got at a the cup top, of water. Alan, it starts I, at the top. That's what all the callers are saying, and I don't disagree. I don't. You've gotta eventually get to the point where you bring someone in and get the hell out of the way. Yeah. You gotta bring in a guy who will run the organization and and who's an expert, who's got uh, a resume. It'd be nice if he's got a ring, and just step aside and realize 
we're not good at this football business thing. Like the caller who said Jerry Reese was fired midseason for no reason. No, no, he was fired for good reason. Yeah. I mean, he won, he <laughs> I won Super Bowls. I rolled my for that one. Yeah, thanks to Ernie Orcorzi and the job he did building that team because the drafts after that, Jerry was not good. I mean, he made some huge mistakes in the draft. That cost them years. But, you know, what, what they've got to do with this franchise, like I would ask you as a former player, if you were still playing, would you view the Giants as a team that if they offered you like they did Kenny Galladay, would you would you take it or would you say, hell no, I am not going to that organization? No, I'm going to have to take my chances somewhere else. And I'll tell you this, and the one caller had a point. Kenny Galladay is a jump ball wide receiver. He runs slants. He, he's not precise in route running and things of that nature. So you think, think about this. Matthew Stafford threw him a lot of jump balls, and he went up and got it. So it's not like they – I don't think they did their homework properly – um, when they brought in Kenley Galladay. So they're not using him the right way? I, I just don't think he's a route technician to give all that money to like that. Clearly. Yeah, and that's probably part of the problem too with him is that they're probably mad at him for being that way. No, now, now, now I'll say this. I'm not hating on Kenley Galladay for getting his money because all, all means I want every player to get their money. I'm just saying – I'm talking about from a from a, a front office perspective. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I, I know, and that's what I'm saying. I, I think – this goes beyond Joe Judge, but the problem is he's the guy that's got to stand at the podium every game, every oh, day. Yeah. So he's the one that's got to face it. That's why for he's talking about, take the bullets for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I, if we check in, he's probably still talking. But while he keep, continues to talk, uh, let's talk about another team in the NFC East, a division that really is, has been a mess for a couple of years here. Um, and that is the Dallas Cowboys, who lose. They had a late push, but too little too late. Dak and that offense took too long to get going against the Cardinals. They lose the game. They're still, though, in good shape. I mean, they got the division locked. But listen to what Dan Olofsky said to us earlier in the show here. Uh, the idea about the Cowboys, and once we thought of them as, are they Super Bowl contenders? And he's warning us not to buy in. Take a listen to Dan. I don't think there's a single part of the Dallas Cowboys that I trust. Honestly, I really don't. I think yesterday their stars did not play like stars in critical moments. I saw drops by Zeke Pollard or Zeke and Tony Pollard. I saw missed throws on third down by Dak Prescott. I saw massive penalties. I saw missed blocks by their offense. I saw their quarter, their star cornerback get beat on a double move. So I think their stars didn't play like stars in critical moments. And then I think they have very little discipline in critical moments. I counted eight penalties. Eight penalties in critical moments yesterday. Harry, right, do you agree there? When you look at the Cowboys, they're America's team. We keep waiting for the year that it finally hits. And this felt like it for a while early on in the season. Maybe it's time mm -hmm. to believe. I love Stephen A. always says, they'll find a way to let you down. That's he what warned they us. Do. Wait for it. Like Stephen A. kept saying, <laughs> wait for it. Wait he for us. it. And I guess it's happening again, isn't it? Well, the thing about this football team, when things are, when things are going right, everything's going right, they're good. But when things are going wrong, we've seen this football team uh, spiral down in, in, in many different cases. And you look at yesterday, you look at the defense, right? They had one sack. They didn't get any turnovers. They dropped the interception. You had your star corner, like Dan just mentioned, get beat on the double move. If I'm, if I'm a team going forward, I am double moving the hell out of Stephon, I mean, out of, uh, Trayvon Diggs, right? And then I'm, I'm trying to find Anthony Brown the third corner, and I'm attacking him every chance that I get. Now, they got a fake punt ran on them. Uh, they had a third and five P.I. call uh, defensively. Fourth and goal, they got a touchdown scored on them. And then you've seen Dak fumble. You've seen a missed field goal. You've seen mishaps with the quarterback center exchange, that whole ordeal. 
Uh, then they lose Michael Gallup on his touchdown catch with because he had a torn ACL, so he's out for the year. So right now, do I trust the Dallas Cowboys? They tricked us last week now. They, they, some, they some damn magicians. They tricked us last week. Had us thinking that they were back in sync and in that whole ordeal. Uh, but right now, I, 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 don't, I don't see it with this team. They, they have a lot of things to get going before playoffs start. And unfortunately, they only have one more week to go, and that's against the Philadelphia Eagles, who are smelling blood in the water. Yeah, the, when you look at the NFC, you just look at a division just real quick. Like you, the Eagles were supposed to be in a rebuild. Yeah, right. They got the youngest coaching staff, and and they come in, and Sirianni's wearing t-shirts, and he's just he's acting like a fan, and you're just like, what is going on here? Like this is going to be a mess. They got off to a slow start. Jalen hurts. They decide, you know what? We got a young quarterback. We're trying to figure him out, but you know what we do have? We have an offensive line, and we're going to run the hell out of the ball. We're going to run it down your throat. We're going to make it work, and they have, and they've yep. won seven of the last nine games, and they're in the playoffs. Like like who saw that? Washington playoffs. Yeah, playoffs. Could, Washington clearly's got you know things to fix, but you, you kind of want to believe in, in Ron Rivera. Is Judge Judge still talking? Um, <laughs> and then, of course, as we mentioned, you hear Joe Judge. The Giants are just a mess. This division is once a division that was a powerful division, all good teams, formidable teams. Now, you know it's so top heavy, and the one team you think is the best team is that one team you can't trust. And you know what, Harry? We had another brand name football team over the weekend let its fan base down. Mm. Yeah, another brand name let its fan base down. Just when you started to believe, hmm. it didn't happen. And what we also have is a rematch for the ages. And also, we're going to discuss how to fix the biggest issue facing sports this past weekend. We'll discuss all of that. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's l e c t r i c ebikes.com. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Alan Hunt, Harry Douglas, with the flavor in your ear on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. We got those tunes, baby. Progressive, yeah, oh yeah. Got, yeah, Yates on the ones and twos today, so that's a good way to start off the week. We are presented by Progressive Insurance, and yes, all guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. Desmond Howard joining us right now on said Goodyear Hotline. Des, good morning. How you doing? Uh, first of all, I, I like to say that I really do appreciate the intro music you guys got for me this morning. <laughs> um, I keep keep it coming, man. Keep them keep them 
Keep spinning on the ones and twos, man. I'm doing yes. great. Just recovering from um, this weekend. It was a crazy 48 hours for for the game day crew, but we made it happen. But now I'm just happy to be back home. Kept you busy, no doubt about that. And and obviously the games. I mean, did it go? The way we expected it to go. I mean, is this the rematch we needed to see in Georgia and Alabama? Um, I don't think um, it went the way we expected, but we knew there was a great chance that we would see this rematch. I mean, we we, we really did. Um, and I don't know if people are, are happy in general. Do they really want to see a rematch? I think that um, we do – have the the two best teams and ultimately that's what you want right you want the two best teams to to play a championship game and that's what we're going to have um a week from the day up in Indianapolis it's going to be interesting and uh you know we can can dive in and dig in but obviously what 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 jumped out at me was that this 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 Georgia team and, and Harry knows this you know they they look so great through the through the regular season and obviously in the SEC championship game they looked mortal and for them to look as dominant as they did again it makes me think damn well just how good is Alabama because they they made this team look average yeah. you know and it, it didn't make it, it didn't seem like it was too difficult like after Georgia got up ten zip. Alabama went on five straight scoring drives on this defense that's you know was the best we we've ever seen or one of the best we've seen up to that point. And so now it makes you think, man, well, how good is Alabama? Because they made this team, you know, look mortal. So should be an interesting matchup Monday night, though, see what, what changes and what tweaks are made on both teams because Alabama's going to have to self-scout. And they're going to go in there with the exact same game plan they had the first time these teams met well, about a month ago. Yeah, Dez, the, the, the first matchup this year in the SEC championship game between these two teams – I honestly thought that Nick Saban was living rent-free in Kirby Smart's mind. I didn't think Kirby Smart made the proper adjustments throughout that game uh, to put those guys in position to be able to be successful. Uh, with that being said, how much pressure is on Kirby Smart to be- beat Nick Saban after losing his first four uh, matchups against him? Well, I tell you what, Harry, Nick ain't moved out. <laughs> <laughs> He's in the mind of Kirby, his staff, <laughs> their fans, because, bruh, it, it is what it is. Because this team, and I've tried to tell people, I, I said this on air too, I said this team has been built to beat Alabama. Like, that's what this team was built for. Everything pointed um, towards Tuscaloosa. They understood for them to reach their goals, it's not about Kentucky, it's not about Arkansas, hell, it ain't even about Michigan. That road goes through Tuscaloosa for every single person involved in that football program, and they know it. And they had the golden opportunity to prove it in the SEC championship game. And they fell short. So that's still at the forefront of their mind because that's what this is all about. You can't be king until you knock off the king. And they had a golden opportunity to do it in the SEC championship game when everyone thought they would, especially looking at Auburn coming off of that Iron Bowl game. I mean, I'm sorry, looking at Alabama against Auburn and that um, 
an Iron Bowl game, you're like, oh, man, shoot, Georgia's front seven, they're going to dominate Alabama. And they went in there, manhandled that front seven, and exploited the secondary. So, uh, you know, Nick, Nick ain't moved out yet, bro. But listen, I got to say this, and Stetson Bennett, he played a good game. But what I'm trying to remind everybody that, yes, Stetson Bennett had a good game. The mailman delivered against Michigan. The mailman hasn't delivered against Alabama in the last two tries. So Thank you. Yes, Thank yes, you. you. yes, you pat him on the back. He did a good job. Thank he got this team to the national championship. But until I see I him do it against Alabama, I don't want to hear yeah. anything about the mailman delivering. Again, you're 100% right. And that's what this is all built towards. This is all built towards, again, it ain't built towards beating Arkansas, beating Kentucky, beating all these other teams in the SEC. It's not. Everything is aimed at beating beating Alabama. And I don't care how Stetson looks against anybody else, it has to happen against Alabama. and Because and, that's the true test. That's what you're, you're uh, you know, that's the one like kind of like, when Ohio State had lost to uh, Clemson in the in the college football playoff like a couple of years ago, and yep. then last year when they got a chance to see them again, you know they just they just wipe you know wiped them all over the floor because everyone knew that they wanted that redemption. That whole season was built on okay, if we get to see Clemson again, we're going to take it to them, and they did. It's the same mindset with Georgia and Alabama. They understand like. They have to knock off Alabama. And unless Stetson Bennett does it against Alabama, which people need to look at the statistics, how he's performed against Alabama, then you understand exactly what Harry is talking about and why we're looking forward to this matchup and how he's going to play against Alabama. No one's going to give a damn about how he played against Michigan if they go out there and he looks the same way he looked against Alabama in the SEC championship game. Yep. No one's going to give a damn how you played any of the 12 previous games before that SEC championship game because that is the game in which you're going to be measured by how you perform against the king of the mountain, and that's the Alabama Crimson Tide. And that's the game we're looking forward to, to seeing. Desmond Howard joining us right now on the Goodyear Hotline. Des, uh, Matt Corral gets injured. Now, it sounds like it's just a sprain, but it's at the moment you just <laughs> caught your breath. You know, uh, you know, he, he, he he's – in the Sugar Bowl, he's definitely going to the yeah. NFL. That's not right. He's not playing for a championship, but he plays for his team. You, right. Herbie, both have been talking about this, about players opting out. You right. know, what, what are your, what, what's your reaction to the injury and also the reaction to what you guys said about the players opting out? Yeah, well, it's just it's so, much, so much meat on that bone. So let's, let's start with Matt Corral. And as an as a, a, a analyst, I love to see good on good, great on great. So for me, I'm always, um, I'm always kind of feel feel I feel down when I see a great player gets hurt. You know, I felt down last year when I saw John Mechie, you know, dislocate his ankle in a game against Tennessee. And some people could say, "Well, damn, why is John Mechie even returning kickoffs?" I fell down when I saw. Uh, I mean, not no. I'm sorry. When I saw Waddle, Waddle when I saw yeah. Waddle, Jalen Waddle. I'm sorry, Jalen Waddle. A couple of years ago, when he did it against Tennessee. Then this past season, when Jay, when Mechie went down, John Mechie went down again. I'm like, oh man, this is a guy who you want to see, you know, in the SEC championship game. 
you know, because you want to see good on good, strength on strength, and he's not going to be available. So anytime you see a great player get, get, get injured, there's a down feeling for me. Despite the circumstances, you know, whether it's a bowl game, whether it's a regular season game, I always feel, you know, just as a, as a former player, I feel down, I feel bad for that person. I think that people saw him come out there on crutches, not knowing the extent of the injury, and they just want to say, yep, there it is. See, that's why these kids shouldn't play in bowl games right there. He could have gotten a high ankle sprain in any game. But it's the bowl game. I understand. And now we understand the extent of the injury. It's, you know, I don't know what the recovery process is, but I do believe that, you know, God willing, he's going to be okay. It may not affect his draft status that much because it's not like it's a broken ankle. It's not like it's a dislocation. It's a high ankle sprain. But yet, forget about that. He got injured in the bowl game. My point, and if you watch the segment, I had a lot to say, but I didn't say it because, as you guys know, we have producers, and the producers are in our ears. And I made the comment on air that I'm playing by the rules of the producer who was telling us to rap, 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 but they kept going meaning, um, you know, Kirk, David, and then R.D., because, you know, he just wanted to um, get further explanations of things that were that were being said. So he kept going. And I, so I had a lot more to say, because I have strong opinions about this. But so if you watch the segment, I even mentioned it. I said, you guys are just running right through that red light, and I'm sitting here playing by the rules. With that being said, what I, what I wanted to say was that the comment that people seem to have an issue with, about was that, you know, he said something about the love of football, and and got to me that that came to the level of 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 wanting to compete. So when you look at these um, kids nowadays, and it's not just the opting out. Let's go back to the transfer portal. So. For those of us who do this for a living, we talk to coaches, you talk to coordinators, you talk to people in the program. They like to talk about how some of these kids, not all of them, but the competitive spirit, the spirit to go out there and compete for some of these kids isn't as strong, and that's why you see the transfer portal is now um, the cup runneth over, so to speak. Like, it's crazy the amount of kids in the transfer portal. Because kids who don't want to compete, they kind of feel entitled, whether they were told this during the recruiting process or not, that they were going to be starters or they were going to, you know, be QB1 or whatever the situation may be. They don't want to, they don't seem to want to stay there and compete. They jump ship a lot. So that competitive spirit doesn't seem to be there based on the people who are involved in these programs and the conversations that we're having with some of them, not all of them, but some of them. And then that kind of trickles down to the bowls. Now, guys, I've always been the, the strongest advocate for players. When Reggie Bush was going through what he was going through at USC, I said USC owed Reggie Bush money because these guys are being exploited. I've always said that, and I continue to say that. I hate that they're being exploited, so I understand that people – don't look at it that way, but I always looked at it that way. So with these kids now with the ability, the autonomy to be able to make decisions, I love this. 
I may not agree with some of the decisions that some of these kids are making, but I love the fact that now they have that sort of autonomy, that they have that sort of freedom, that they can make decisions to, 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 to do what they want to do. Being a person that was raised where, you know, you, 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 everything's about the team. This is before Michigan. I mean, Little League football, all the way up through Michigan to the NFL, everything was pretty much about your team, the teammates, and seeing things through. And your, teammate, your teammates are like your brothers. It's like a family. So that's been my mindset. That's how I was conditioned. So it was always looked upon that if you wasn't hurt, and you didn't play for your team or play with your team, then you're selling them out. You're you're you're, you're leaving them high and dry. It's very hard to switch that mindset to oh this is good. All oh, y'all should opt out. Hell, why y'all want to play in this game? It's meaningless. Ah, oh, you may get some swag. You may get you know a ring. But listen, you guys should just go ahead and opt out because you have been projected as a first rounder. It's hard to make that switch from one side to the other. But I always said I, I understand when some players opt out. I do understand it. Do I agree with it every time? No, I don't always agree with it because I just don't right. think it's great for the sport in certain circumstances. It does. You, so, you remember what, you, I, I hate to do this, but you remember when you said the producers, they get in your ear? Yeah, they're in your ear, right? See what I'm saying? In my ear we, right now. Hey, act like, act, like, act like Herbie and Pollock and other dudes. Run right through that red light, bro. This is good TV. Run right through it. That's what I was told we need to do. Yeah, no, I, look. Yeah. I tried. I tried, but, but we're going late here. We got to get to a break. But if you want to hang and finish your thought on, on the other side. Oh, yeah, I'll hang. I'll hang. I, hey, I got all morning, brother. All right. You know what? That's what we'll do then. Des will finish his thought on this because it is a very interesting topic in the world of college football. So we'll get to that. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. KJM, ESPN Radio, Alan Hahn, Harry Douglas, and Desmond Howard still with us because the conversation that we were having, and then we had to go to break because that's just the rules of radio. <laughs> That's the way this goes. And, and and ironically, is it ironic? I don't even know what ironic is anymore. But, Des, that happened to you when you were trying to make your point about players opting out of bowl games and whatnot. And, and you were saying, you were yeah. explaining how you got producers in your ear telling you you got to keep it tight, you got to keep it tight. And, and then I had a producer in my ear going, uh, hey, by the way, we got one more break before the show's over. And we only have two minutes now. So let, let, I'm letting you, yeah. and you were nice enough to stay with us, to complete your thought, finish your thought about the players opting out, your stance on it. Yeah, so, I mean, to put a bow on it, it's like what I was saying was that, you know, 
where I come from, your competitive spirit would keep you on the field at all times unless you were hurt. You always play in the game, especially a bowl game, because a bowl game has such major significance. You wouldn't want to have the perception that you're leaving your team high and dry when they need you the most, which is a bowl game. And, you know, obviously these are key players who will be opting out. So that was how I was raised. That's how I was conditioned. Now, <clears throat> I was saying that nowadays – I understand that they have the autonomy to make these decisions, which I fought for and I appreciate. I may not agree with some of the decisions, but I do respect them. And so now with the financials being out there and these players are now more aware of what's happening financially, you have to be kind of like, okay, this is making more and more sense. Because you have these NF, these play, these coaches who are getting paid like NFL coaches, these bowls who are making all this money off these players, and now these players who are projected to be first round picks are putting you know putting their bags at risk. It just sets a bad precedent moving forward for a lot of these bowl games and for us as, as spectators who love to see good on good, great on great. We want to see the best against the best. Right. It's going to uh, it's going to it's going to prohibit that from happening because you're going to have guys who are opting out and, um, you know, you're not going to get the best best on best or great on great like we would love. So if there are any questions you guys have, but that, that was what I was trying to get to, and hopefully you guys understand what I was saying. Totally understand it, and we're going to leave it right there. Des, thanks so much for that. Harry, great to work with you at all. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.